Mark Mitchell, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Judge Business School podcast series today. Silicon Valley comes to Cambridge. Can you tell us a little bit about the business story of of Serious Materials? Sure. Thank you very kindly for having me here today. It's been a pleasure. Um, Serious Materials is a nearly eight-year-old company that is really one of the leaders in the world in providing energy-saving building materials. Uh, Building materials and the built environment are actually one of the most significant things we can do to change the way we look at energy and the performance of buildings themselves and dramatically affect the amount of CO2 that our world is producing on an annual basis. And, and in terms of that, you know, the, the goals of, of, of the company are about carbon emissions, are about saving the globe, the road to Copenhagen, the kind of social entrepreneur values that are often part and parcel of the web. Absolutely. In fact, the mission of our company is to reduce the global carbon footprint uh, of our world by a billion metric tons annually, which is roughly 2 to 3% of the world's global carbon emissions. And we are truly entrepreneurs because we look at the old guard industries, uh, the people that have manufactured windows and glass for our buildings, the drywall or dry lining for our buildings, and other aspects of the built environment. And we have essentially re-engineered them in a way that delivers dramatically higher energy performance and dramatically reduces the amount of energy required to operate those buildings. In the same level, in some cases, increased comfort. Um, And the consequence of that is meeting the mission of our company, which is dramatically reducing the amount of CO2 into our atmosphere. How important is the web to your values? How important is the World Wide Web and, and the linking of countries, communities, people? businesses? Well, we look at it that it is one world, and so it is essential that uh, as much communication and as much transparency as can be created needs to be created. So the old world, in fact the world today in the building materials industry, is largely one of channels and indirect uh, methods of sales. But we have leveraged the internet and this communication capability to truly carry this message beyond Uh, America, and are actively working to globalize the company uh, over a reasonable time frame. And the web is an important part of that. And it is truly about the new way of thinking about building, building operations and the built environment. And that is that people, whether they own buildings or they are occupants of buildings, need to be informed. They need to take action and to facilitate the change and improvement of the built environment in the direction that we perceive. Listening to the advice that the panellists were giving the audience today in Silicon Valley comes to Cambridge, have you got any tips for future entrepreneurs who, who, who want to actually take their own personal values into business? Because that's what you're talking about, a value-laden business. Sure. I think that there are many watermarks of a successful entrepreneur. Um, and I'm sure other people who you've discussed this with have had their own opinions and views, but some of the things that are important are really uh, understanding an issue, having a passion so fierce and great as to believe you can change an industry, change the way people act. Uh, and in many respects, this requires the changes in yourself first, um, whether it's in the built environment or a consumer internet activity. Um, that you adopt these things. You 
feel and believe they are to be so significant that they're irrefutable. And that's really only the first step. It's one of many, of course, but it is the belief that one can oftentimes operate in a place of almost fear because the incumbents are so large, they're so well capitalized, or the possibility that you might fail is so great that many choose not to go down this path. And yet you are so passionate and believing and understanding and know the pivotal things, the decisions that you must make. I often describe it um, as a 5,000 piece puzzle. Uh, no one can put all the pieces in at one time. And if it's a beautiful English garden with a fine pond out in one corner, of course everyone starts by putting in the corners and then the edges and then the beautiful bench and the tree before they would launch off into the darker area of the pond because it's too difficult. Entrepreneurs ruthlessly prioritize the things that really matter. Uh, they understand the urgency of those things. They have the focus um, on the things that matter and have the discipline to disregard the rest of it. And it is not the easiest thing to do. It is often learned. Uh, some people have it innately at the beginning, but it can be learned. And it is truly one of the distinguishing features is this ability to ruthlessly prioritize and focus on the things that matter and have the discipline to disregard everything else, even when um, at night you go to sleep and there is that bit of fear. Resilience, too. Does that come into that focus that, that, that actually, you know, you're going to get up and start again if things go wrong, that, that actually you're not going to waver? No question. In fact, uh, it is often described as a roller coaster, and the experience and understanding and perception to know that, that you have a compass in the direction that you're taking this ship um, will get you through the periods of difficulty. Uh, and having the perseverance and the passion also carries you through. But you have to be willing and knowledgeable and understanding that it's not a game of perfect. It's a game of rapid experimentation to understand uh, what are the answers, to have the flexibility and the scope to say, I can take on and pursue the things that are winning and lose the things that are failing. Uh, and not deem the failure so great as to have taken down the ship in the way. Do you think in terms of technology, the web, we're at a seminal moment in the development of the world? This connectivity that people refer to, the innovation, the enterprise that is now going on, and, and of course, in your own case, sustainability and, and values about the environment? Well, I would say, you know, most simply, the significant attribute of the internet and, and the communication that it enables is that communication. It is the collapsing of our world into one place, into one environment, into one understanding as to why we have to operate together as opposed to apart. And um, in a world where China still filters much of its internet traffic and yet most find a way to get access to the information, um, we are still confronted by boundaries to communication, and it is not yet a completed task. But the Internet and messaging and communication, which is enabled through it and through various different applications and services, is fundamental to that solidarity at a global level. Um, if I was to want to start up 
a web-based project project and, and come to you for some from advice to sit at your knees and say well you know you've made it you, you you've done this thing you've taken your values and and formed your your company would you would you give me advice about who to accept money from whether to bring in a business angel or not some people thought business angels brought in their own agendas uh, others have said we'll accept money fr from anywhere uh, some people have said well don't employ old hands employ new people with lots of energy and lots of, of passion what would your tips be Ask many questions. Um, do a full, complete assessment. Um, give it your best quantitative analysis, but fundamentally uh, decide whether you believe in the offering that you have. And uh, companies require different things over their growth from infancy through adolescence through adulthood. And so those needs and requirements may change but the understanding and the completeness of your knowledge and the questioning is really pivotal. And then to make sure that it marries up with what your true desires are. And if that is the case, then I would give you all power to you. And that comes down to those 5,000 bits of the jigsaw puzzle and keeping your focus and knowing where your focus should be and reprioritizing that focus as your business evolves. Exactly. Early on in a company, you may not need to worry about the mechanics of a manufacturing process except to know that it is something that you can complete and that in the process of doing that you will have some long-run competitive advantage. So stay out of that pond for uh, the early period, but recognizing you will have to put the pond pieces together at some point in time, so you need to know where they fit, but it, in the appropriate order and time. Um Looking forward, the event today is called Silicon Valley uh, Comes to Cambridge. Do you think that they can ever be level-pegging Silicon Valley and Cambridge, or are they doing different things at different times? The Silicon Valley is a very unique place. It's a combination of an incredible network of people from many disciplines, ranging from very advanced universities, technical um, companies, uh, engineering, uh, intellect, and a support financial infrastructure, legal infrastructure that enables a particularly unique environment. I'm not entirely clear, and having been a student of it, having been born and raised in Silicon Valley and seen numerous places around the world where endeavors have been made, been made to try and replicate it on a per se basis, the DNA, if you will. I'm not sure that is exactly the right question. I think the right question, and it may not in fact be achievable, I think the better question is how does one enable the conversations, the network, the financial infrastructure, risk-taking, the more precise pieces to those successful parts of Silicon Valley, and then leverage the unique capabilities and and understandings of the local market that allow uh, that particular place to do well. In India, for example, they've had some of the most sophisticated telecom mobile phone developments in many respects because they never invested in a copper phone line system. Um, in the UK, it has a tremendous history in material science, and one of the reasons our company, Serious Materials, is here is actively looking for technologies and opportunities, and I would invite all of those opportunities to reach out to me. But in, for example, 
the Sheffield Leeds area in the area of steel manufacture. Steel represents 4% of the world's global CO2 footprint. We should be as a world looking for alternatives or different ways to manufacture it that don't have that footprint. And so there are places where the UK and, and I'm sure Cambridge in these silos of knowledge can find opportunity for the future. And I think the opportunities actually lie in what I describe as the seams between these silos of knowledge, the differing perspectives that can be applied in a different and new way that yield an entirely new outcome that is an exponential improvement of where we were. And that improvement, do you think that the web is a force for good? You're using it as a force for good. Is it a force for good? Absolutely. There's no question in my mind. Because some people were saying, well, you know, uh, there may be, like on Twitter, bad things that happen. But, but actually, what has most impressed people here today at the Judge Business School Silicon Valley Comes to Cambridge Conference is how much social entrepreneurship to change and move the world for the better is going on. Well, I would agree that, on the whole, if one uh, chose to focus on negative pieces of information and strictly look at that, then might one come up with the assessment that it's not a good communication tool. But if one looked at it on the whole at the broad level and said those negative comments are, in fact, uh, mitigated or alleviated by the fact that there is an overwhelming amount of communication and transparency and ultimately truth that um, our leaders in government, our leaders in business, and our peoples can get the right information in the end of the day. And then it is up to them to make the right sound judgments over that information. No one's going to disregard the negative. It will still be there, but it needs to be understood for what it is. And that's exactly what Serious Materials is doing, isn't it? Taking a new mes message about what you should be doing, if you're serious, about cutting uh, carbon emissions. Absolutely. The building owners of the world, the building designers of the world, the people who occupy them should all be, and the people, in fact, who occupy our world, who are concerned about what our future looks like, whether it's measured in terawatts of power or GDP or national security uh, or a destabilizing world, uh, should be concerned. And that is indeed the transparency and communication that's enabled by the Internet in many respects. Mark Mitchell, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Judge Business School podcast series today. Silicon Valley comes to Cambridge. I've learned a lot. Thank you.